Okay, start away. You can sit. Sit just start. I was working in Bombay. So actually, I had a discussion with Adikesh Yopro regarding one devotee undergoing some organ transplantation. Yeah. A minor thing. So the particular devotee was quite concerned about uh, the transfer of karma, transfer of karma when he undergoes this transplantation. And it was essential because it was a part of preaching. What part of preaching? That particular thing. What that part of preaching? That organ transplantation because for that he can continue preaching. Oh, so yeah, yeah, preaching, yeah. So from that, and the devotee was very well aware of, he was a very senior devotee, he was very well aware of all the pros and cons yeah. of this. So then he I... Uh, not doubtful, but he was concerned. Already his health was very bad and organ transplantation was being done for that. But it would further worsen the spiritual, like the karma, you have to acquire so much bad karma also because we don't know whose organ we are taking and the identity is not what revealed. What went through <laughs> Maybe, maybe a meat. Meat, yeah, something. The organ itself is meat. So, what you want my opinion on that? Yes, so to what extent can we accept such things? Like, say for Accepting an organ, transplanted organ, and worrying about the karma. I mean, if you're going to do it, then forget about, you know, don't worry about the karma. If you're going to do it, then do it. You can't, if you, it's, I mean, in everything you do, there's, there's some exchange, right? If you even look in the face of someone, in Shastra it said you shouldn't even look in the face of someone who's sinful. What are you going to do? Then you have to go and hide in the jungle. You can't preach, that's for sure. So, there are many rules which in traditional times people would follow. In the modern age, we can't follow them. We just can't follow them. What about purity of food? Prabhupada said, when he was asked about that, well, no, that was a different issue. That was about the uh, the chemicals and all this. Prabhupada said, anyway, you have to die sometime, so... What are you going to do about that? that? That was the gist of Prabhupada's reply. Full purity we try to maintain as far as possible by keeping association with devotees, by taking food as pure as possible. We offer to Krishna as pure as possible uh, items. But ultimately in this age we can't maintain purity on the extra, the, the, what's called ritual purity. We can't maintain that in the way it was possible in previous ages. The <coughs> Brahmanas would live in the Agraharam. Just, they wouldn't see people from the very low castes. They would want to speak of touching them. But nowadays that's not possible. So, Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Harer Nama, Eva Kaivalam, Kalo Nasjeva, 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 Gatiranyata. Here you're a doctor. What do you think about having the uh, bandaged foot on the wet grass? It's not a very good idea, is it? What's the bandage for? Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Does that satisfy you? There, there may be some consideration, but if you're going to take the organ so that you can live and go on serving in this world, then you, you, you can't be too fussy. You can't go around looking for a Paramahamsa who's going to donate you his organ. You just take it from whoever's there. 
That's all. And the, the donating organs, they're mostly anonymous, the donors. They're, they're taken, and depending on the, uh, and depending on the type of organ, it may be from a dead body also, from a cadaver. Yeah. So, uh, like I say, if you're going to do it, you, 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 you can't be too much fussy. If you're going to do it at all, you can't be too much fussy about where it comes from. You just have to do it. That's all. Some surgeries like a devotee. A devotee who is a very nice preacher, has been preaching very nicely for years and has good reputation. As a, not just as a preacher, but he's a very nice devotee also. So he happens to burn his face or something and his face is disfigured due to some reason. And whenever he goes to speak, people are, yeah, attention is attention. The attention is not turned off, their attention is towards this. At the end of the lecture, people come and go, what happened to your face? They are not concerned about what he speaks. So the dude is feeling very bad. Why they are looking at my face? They are supposed to hear my message. So for this he undergoes a surgery, so... Plastic surgery. Something like that. Again, you may not get any Shastric advice. You may have to use just some common sense. If a devotee is going out for preaching and he's got a burns on his face, which with modern surgery can be uh, rectified by plastic surgery, I would say do it. Years ago, the one doctor, he's a plastic surgeon in Baroda, he said, look, you're going on TV and this and that, come to me, I'll straighten out your nose and make it, make it look better, make your face look better. I couldn't be bothered. I mean, I mean, my face isn't very beautiful, but it's not so ugly that it attracts people's attention, so I didn't bother. But if you, definitely if someone's face, if it's disfigured or like that by burns or, or, uh, accident, fracture, there are quite a few devotees I know who have this, what, what's erroneously called white leprosy. And they mostly don't bother too much about it. I mean, you can take some treatment, but anyway, what can you do? It's it also it it looks unpleasant. Of course, one who has spiritual vision, he knows that beneath the skin it looks really unpleasant. Or even, but uh, most people they they see skin deep. So you can, yeah. I I would say in that case, if someone's a regular preacher and. Due to an accident, his face is disfigured. He could take plastic surgery. What is that? The uh, first appearance? What is that saying? Yeah. First impressions are lasting, something like that. This is regarding the end of life care they are giving in from DOT hospitals. So, a devotee suffering. What's that called? What's the technical name for that? End of life care. No, palliative care. Palliative. Palliative care is. So uh, palliative, just not uh, reduce the uh, suffering. Pain. And end of life care is wherein the devotee is about to depart very soon, or devotee or anyone for that matter. Right. So, giving him proper spiritual care. Mm. So, if a devotee is suffering from some conditions like uh, cancer or something which is very painful, mm. so usually these hospitals end up in giving morphine and. So, yeah, it may not be curative, but even palliative, like morphine, it's not to reduce the pain, control pain, clouded, yeah.
and many a times we don't have the time to ask the devotee because when it's diagnosed like i know one very elderly sanyasi yeah, yeah. so he was like diagnosed and we could we didn't have the time to ask him whether you want this particular medicine because well, what is the question end of life care if he's just about to die no he could go on for a few days 3 4 days or something so it was in severe pain even in he had the pain in the leg and again you have to use your own intelligence to think but the best thing to do is to make a will a medical will i did that already one of my disciples he he was a young man quite tw- 20 years younger than me and he got cancer he would came to vrindavan to die and he was drugged up like anything <laughs> he's really heavily drugged i don't know if i would go through that my i mean i guess they asked him i don't know uh he could talk but again it, it was brain cancer so it's difficult to say whether his talking was impeded more by the drugs or by the condition anyway he left gloriously in the middle of kirtan in vrindavan you can you can sit down if you want uh i i, I on this kind of issue again you won't find anything in shastra so or even if there are some indications it may it may be different for each pe- i would say each person should make a medical will as i've already done and otherwise doctors they have to make the other relatives may make the decision or then the doctor does and that you can't say exactly what's best whether you should give heavy drugs or or not it's difficult to say i i would think for remembering krishna it would be better to have lots of pain but sometimes the pain can be so intense that it's difficult to remember krishna also the consciousness may be more clear but it's in another sense overwhelmed by the pain difficult decisions huh but either way you have to do one way or the other you have to decide one way or the other with sincerity and then the rest is in krishna's hands if the devotee is sincere and he serve krishna then anyway krishna is not going to uh, reject him or forget him because the doctor decided to give him drugs or didn't decide to give him drugs krishna says in the bhagavad gita that if we remember him at the end of life that he will deliver us but it's not a mechanical thing krishna's he does it's not like some karmic activity that even if the devotee doesn't remember krishna krishna doesn't forget the devotee if krishna is sincerely if he's if the devotee is sincerely served krishna yeah during the putting the medical will i had a discussion with the senior devotee for telling there are medical legal issues nowadays so they don't consider the spiritual aspect so we should start spiritual medical legal issues because during that period so many issues come up and in as it all most of the duty will be in the will well therefore i gave uh, power of attorney to two or three of i can remember of my disciples that they can decide that again there may be complex issues also medical legal spiritual and generally the doctors they'll advise you have to do this uh, 
they have their way of thinking and they speak with authority which is authoritative from the medical point of view Prabhupada therefore said don't put me in hospital he didn't want to go to a hospital he spent his last six months on a bed in Rindavan last six months in this world as most people all over the world always used to do and still many people do they're at home what are you going to do in a hospital anyway if someone's dying <laughs> the hospital isn't going to keep them alive pump some oxygen or something they still do that kind of thing pump oxygen but what's what's the point and what's I, I went when I went to Melkote the first and only time I went I went with a devotee who told me that there was one man there he was he was I think he was the head archaka or the father of the present head archaka and he was 82 years old or something and then he got some disease and devotees from all over the world they, they sent lakhs and lakhs of rupees I said what's the point you know, he's, he's led a pious life he's 82 years old I, I would say just go if I get to that age if I don't have anything to do well, why should I try to have a, the doctors spend lakhs of rupees for the doctors to try to keep a, a wreck going on what's the point just go <laughs> it's time to go just go that's all what's the point of holding on do what you have to do in the time that, as far as possible in the time that Krishna gives you and at that time that late then the body's old and wrecked I mean I've seen people here in India at least who uh, even if they're not particularly religious not being particularly religious through life they say something like no the, the, he's old and then the children they want this they want to take this treatment. he said no no why take treatment anyway it's time for me to go why should I trouble so many people they can understand if we understand that we're eternal even theoretically as most Hindus do then why why make such a big thing out of death and why try to hold on what's the point hold on to an old and diseased body And you can't hold on to it anyway. You know, like I say, the doctors will give this injection, that injection. And anyway, you spend 20 lakhs of rupees or something, and then within three, four days, they go anyway. Right? Yeah. In the modern age, in India also, I see that's coming more and more. People have become like very emotional about death, which is understandable. But traditionally, people all over the world, they're quite stoic. You know what stoic means? It's like matter of fact. An old person died? Okay. It's just like I remember when Mother Teresa died. I was in New York. I saw the papers and I say, oh great tragedy for the world and people are saying I'm shocked oh, what are you shocked she's old she died what are you, what's the shock one year experience there are so many sannyasis coming and all for most of them don't have that will land up going through TKG diary in Prabhupada's final days so like they were bringing so many doctors to Prabhupada like of course, Prabhupada himself wanted one Ayurvedic Vaidya to come and see him. Then he had a dream and so many things. So like then Prabhupada's friend, Dr. Ghosh. came. So everyone coming and experimenting more or less on Prabhupada. Which Is that how you saw it? As your doctor's vision of that? 
No, because if if one person, well, I think the reason is that Prabhupada's disciples wanted to very much wanted to keep. Prabhupada didn't want to stay. He just said, "Leave me and let me go in peace." But Prabhupada's disciples very much wanted him to stay. Opposite to the uh, silly propaganda of some people. But uh, as for myself, I was naive and I thought, well, Prabhupada's not. Prabhupada sometimes said, I won't stay, I'll, I won't go, I'll just stay. And I, most of us, it seems, just believed that, that Prabhupada is just some kind of leela and Prabhupada's going to recover and come back and lead us again. We were thinking, I, I was completely shocked. When I, I just, we were out on traveling Sankirtan and uh, we came back to Mayapur and then we were just there the next day in the Guru Puja and then we got the news from the night before. It was... Anyway, that's a different issue. And we, weren't, we weren't expecting it at all. Anyway. So it was causing confusion in the sense every doctor was trying his own medicines for so the effect of different varieties yeah, of medicine yeah, on the body. Yeah. It's going to be very unpredictable. Yeah. So though it was based on goodwill for him, they wanted him to recover, but the effect of those medicines on different chemicals in the body, how would it react, how the body respond was unpredictable. So in case of other sannyasi also I saw, his disciples were insisting that he should stay back, but he was in like he was okay with either of that. He just kept quiet. So there were what are you talking about? One sannyasi was sick? Was sick, yeah. In terminal stage. Ah. So his disciples... They oh, you're talking about, yeah. Yeah. Mahabhishma 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 he recovered. So they expected this time also he would recover. And they were insisting the doctor, you don't give hope. You keep trying, you keep trying. And the doctors were telling, no, if 94 is too much. We cannot give any more medicines. He himself was like, uh, he was confused. Not confused also, but he was okay with either of that. So in such, yeah, there was no official medical will or something in him. So how to go ahead with such people like it? How to go ahead? There are, there are two opinions again among disciples also. Again among disciples. That was the same with Prabhupada about taking him on Govardhan Parikrama. One group was saying if you take Prabhupada then he'll pass away for sure. And and the, no, no, Lokanath Maharaj wanted to take him. Most Samakrishna, Bhavananda, Bhakti Charya, most of them didn't want to take Prabhupada. But Lokanath Maharaj was saying Prabhupada's insisting we have to take him. And then, and then Prabhupada said, well, you're, 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 you won't be able to stay, Prabhupada said, that's good, I'll pass away, I'll go with Anparikrama. And they didn't like that at all. So, what to do? Well, after it was all over, I, I think it was Tamal Krishna said to Prabhupada that you're just increasing our love for you by putting us in such anxiety. And Prabhupada said, that is my duty. <laughs> what to do in such a circumstance? It's very difficult. I mean, the world is full of dilemmas. That's what the whole Mahabharata's made of, right? Arjuna's dilemma, to fight or not fight. Krishna knew. And then later there was uh, the dilemma whether or not to kill Ashvatthama. And even Krishna didn't give exactly clear advice. Arjuna had to decide what to do. 
So, yeah, the world's full of dilemmas. What to do? Should I go to Mangalore tomorrow? Or shouldn't I? Someone wants me to stay? But I'm thinking I should go. Dilemma. So you're asking for certain guidance for giving certain advice, but the world is not so easy that you can, there's, there's a formula that you can apply to all situations. That's why, you know, there are so many books and so many seminars on personal development and management skills, but there, there are some things you just can't teach with books. And uh, all the time you have to make decisions. And then and in the bigger position you're in, the decisions, they have bigger impact. And sometimes the, the decision, well, you, you can't tell what's going to happen for sure. That's why a lot of people, they don't want to be in a leading position. You can't tell what's going to happen for sure, and uh, it might work out or might not. You see some people become very prominent, like in history there are famous people like Napoleon or something. I mean, he made decisions in battle, you have to take risks. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. This may sound like Prajalpa, but I heard it from Jayadveta Swami. So I'm, he, he'd read how Napoleon, he was walking around, this is famous in European history, he was defeated in the Battle of Waterloo. So Napoleon was walking around the field looking like a ghost, he couldn't believe that he was being defeated, it was maybe his first time that he'd been defeated. Hitler made so many good decisions. He came to power, there was luck, you could say. He was, an, he was a non-entity and his party came up. And then he came, he strode through Europe, then he made a wrong decision to attack Russia and then he, they made so many wrong decisions. And you can't tell. It's difficult to say what will work out. Regarding the devotee health care, like we don't support charitable institutions like hospitals and all, but for devotees in particular, especially for some senior devotees, like I know about a Sanyasi who is hepatitis C virus positive, and it's very deadly virus. Like it's more dangerous than H. No, it's so like uh, if we have in a hospital. Even he has, because I heard in Italy when that something had happened, throat was cut or something. Jepatak Maharaj. Uh huh. That time, from that. I think that time blood was given, and that's the most likely. In Spain. So, Maharaj, like these things can be prevented if, to great extent, like in elective cases, if we have a devotee hospital or something, where more. Managed. Managed. No, not managed. Prevented from getting that infection. Say, for example, if you had different... Oh, yeah, but uh, that was an emergency case. Emergency, yeah. Elective case, also many times this happens, like in blood transfusions and all. In routine hospitals, they don't do the blood transfusion... Uh, how, how are they keeping blood with the which is infected? No, there are two kinds of tests, Maharaj. One is a screening test, other is a confirmative test. Mm. So, screening test is like they do a routine test of the blood for HIV, HIV, and hepatitis C virus and all. So, that will only tell it's positive or negative. But if a person, like say for example, a man got HIV, 
for the next 6 months he will be actually positive he can transmit but the blood will not show that uh, he is positive we need some confirmatory tests to be done for that which in ex- emergency they, they don't bother in emergency that very difficult but in elective case also all over where if blood transfusion is done they don't bother to do that legally also they are not bound to do that because it's very expensive each test may cost you from 5 6000 or something like that or more than that 5 or 6000 yeah what to do the test 5 or 6000 what rupees no. rupees i'm sorry yeah rupees yeah. so it's not routinely done so a devotee is getting admitted for some minor surgery i know outside people not devotees outsiders he got admitted for some appendix fracture or something his blood was low doctors told us give him blood they gave him blood operated after 2 years he came back saying that i am actually positive so officially oh. they documented it is actually negative because the blood report the screening test is negative oh. but it was in a window period they called it as window period so such things if we have our own setups maybe we can may not be set up for something can we manage devotees because especially such people it seems to me that it's it's uh it's a very big endeavor <laughs> to set up a hospital for the i mean you have the objective and the hospital but still it's full of them and half the staffs non devotees or is it more than half 75% are non devotees so and they don't care much for devotees we do this test for devotees i see put the money okay if you getting admitted for operation yeah. i do all the tests the expensive cheaper whatever i'll get it done and then give the blood also we cannot demand such things you can't demand yeah our maharaj like iskon health mission actually bakter samad maharaj had talked so we told there is nothing told on these issues i The ad- these things have not been addressed till now. These issues have not been addressed. That's what he told. Maybe, uh, officially, maybe it has not been addressed. So, like, as your uh, how, how many t- how many times a year does he go to get a blood transfusion in Bhaktivedanta in the hospital? Quite a few times, not many. Yeah. I mean, is it really worth the setup? But uh, not just one setup. It could be like uh, in many centers. or maybe we can issue from like for devotees a few devotees in Bombay also no we can we still get the huge majority of devotees all over the world who don't have all this well, look awareness for devotees regarding health at least if we don't set up hospitals that's why i suggested you could and someone could go around and, and tell them but there are devotees who who just like there was this dr leela dar gupta he's from Vrindavan he's been around the world giving lectures to devotees but devotees generally don't follow it's just like uh, do you know avinash govinda from pune he's a physiotherapist so he gives exercises to people do i asked him do most of your patients do the exercise you give them to he said no people are too like they come to him for, or they send to him for treatment and they don't do it i do it i do, almost every day i do my exercises my exercises are easier now after the hernia operation but uh i do it but if they don't it see you, you can tell the it's just like in the world in general people know if you eat red meat it's very bad for health but still so in the west most people take it smoking they know that it it's they're making so much propaganda it's bad for health still people do it so people should be educated on these things but 
a lot of people even if they're told they're still going to uh, live their life in such a manner that's not very good for their health it should be I'm not saying it shouldn't be done but I'm just saying that unless it's there in the culture from the beginning of life they may not do that it's just like in the old Indian culture people grew up knowing so many things like you don't you don't take this uh, gur after a certain date because it's too hot for the body you don't take uh, milk and oranges in the same meal or something like people knew so many things and they just followed all that naturally in in a fever you don't take bath and all these things they they just knew they grew up knowing and they just followed it but nowadays there's big education but how to look after your body there's nothing and people they don't and another thing is people think well if I get sick I'll just take a pill but it doesn't work like that does it health's not so easy to maintain by taking uh, these heavy medicines yeah so yeah it's it's something required in the culture but I'm not sure how much we as a society should get into that maybe in our farm community starting with the children but it's true that among our devotees people come and join and often they're very they have poor health from previous bad habits and uh, we end up with a after 20 years we find out most of the devotees after 20 years their health starts to get pretty bad so that's why it would be a good idea maybe to train the devotees in some healthful way of life although it's difficult because just like for instance devotees take rest late they're out preaching late here in India in the west not so much because the people have you can have house programs at 6 o'clock in the evening finish by 8 o'clock in the west because people are they're out from work by 5 o'clock 5.30 they can come straight to the program but here you won't start a program before 8 o'clock so it becomes late how many more questions have you got that makes me think I want to go and take rest yeah one more question uh, again probably scripture evidence not but there like a devotee suffering from HIV or something very dangerous I know a devotee who is a very good preacher in a small village what do you mean they're suffering from HIV you mean it's become active or they're just he's right now it's, it's in dormant he has it it's a dormant so a lot like of people have it dormant and it never comes around is it usually no, depends on the humanity if he's maintaining a good health uh-huh. it could go for a long time Medical, <laughs> medical issues. I, I need this then. <laughs> I need to listen. You don't get exercise. I do, but uh, not gym is not. Uh, gym is a very bad idea. Don't go to the gym. No, it, you'll have problems later on, right? Sportsmen and they, it's it, it makes you look good now, but later you'll have problems. It's very. It's, yeah, and this kind of people who do heavy work, they generally don't live very long. Also, like less strenuous exercises. But this whole idea of looking like a 
buffalo or something anyway it, it, it's it's that's a western idea actually to have a body you know like this actually yeah, the kind of body you have is would be considered in traditional Indian culture quite nice And if you're a little chubby, that means you don't have too many anxieties. Yes. <laughs> so, I will yeah. Anyway, some exercise is good, but this gym, mostly young men go to gyms. Not good for health. What's better, yoga is good? Swimming? Swimming is good. Losing weight, I Losing weight, swimming is the best thing he could do. Losing weight, swimming is good. Yeah. You should take meals on time. You didn't take your meal yet, is it? Anyway, you can sit for a few minutes. Okay. So, what's the... The devotee Anu Maharaj is preaching in a small town or village, but he has been involving many MLAs and all political leaders and all in preaching. So they are very happy with his activities going on. They are very impressed by him, they are supporting him wholeheartedly. But once this news that he is suffering from such a disease comes up, so it is going to be devastating for the whole... Well, HIV doesn't necessarily come from uh, sexual activities. It can come like, like this from... Some uh, bad blood from in a from a blood transfusion, or just you know some, go in some village hospital and they use the same needle or something like that. But it's very stigmatic in the society. Is it? Because because it's mostly uh, it's mostly from ninety-nine percent from sex or uh, in the West a lot comes from uh, drug use also intravenous. In, uh, well, not so many, but there's heroin using heroin and like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very stigmatic, and then what can you do? So the devotee, like he's preaching. So what are the strategies can be taken? I, I, I would, I wouldn't. Offhand, I don't have. It's not something that immediately pops into my mind. You'd have to think about it and. It would require. I I don't have an immediate answer for that. What should you do? Because, uh, Maybe inform the people in advance or something like that. I mean, where, how did he get it anyway? Well, it doesn't matter really that much how he got it. It may be if what he was doing before he took to Krishna consciousness doesn't matter from the devotional point of view, and to think it does matter is actually offensive. People are convinced about that. It may be difficult. It may be difficult. So if it does become active, then you may just withdraw him, and the, the people don't have to know what the. Uh, and anyway, AIDS is, is not. It doesn't manifest as a disease in its own right, is it? You get other disease just that your immune system breaks down. That's all. Yeah. So many complex issues, huh? The modern world has brought up so many complex issues. But there are always issues. Like I say, Mahabharata is a 
what we we have shastras and they tell us do this do this do that krishna says in bhagavad gita ya shastra vidhimutsraja vartate kamakarata nasasiravavnati nasukamna paramgatam tasmat shastram pramanam te karyakaryo vyavastito we should follow shastra but we find in mahabharata itself in which bhagavad gita is there that uh, it's very difficult to understand exactly what it means to follow Shastra, because Shastra doesn't cover all situations. That Shastra gives general guidelines, but life is more complex than than can be than every single situation can't be codified. So it becomes very complex. So Arjuna was in a dilemma. He he was supposed to fight. It was the right thing to do. But then he saw Bhishma and Drona in front of him, and how can I fight? It's a dilemma. What do you do in such a situation? He thought, I'll just leave the whole thing altogether. But no, Krishna said, no, that's not... You you'd, You thought about it and you decided, you decided wrong. You have to go back and fight. So either way, it was, we, talk, we hear about win-win situations. There was no win-win for Arjuna. It was only lose-lose. If he fights, then he has to at- attack his gurus. If he doesn't fight, then he's not doing his duty. He's not supporting his brother. And then he's uh, allowing Duryodhana to take this situation which he usurped. So it's life's often like that. It's, it's it's the choice, the better of two evils. What to do? There's so many. There's that famous story of the uh, the Brahmana who vowed not to tell a lie, and then he went to hell because he didn't tell a lie when the thieves came and asked him, "Where's that man? We want to kill him." He should have told a lie, he, even though he'd made a vow not to, never to tell an untruth. He should have lied. So life is often very complex. <laughs> Sometimes you have to be wrong to be right. Sometimes, sometimes you have to lie. These are all these questions come up in ethics. If there's this question comes up that uh, someone needs some medicine to live, they can't afford it. Should you steal it? Is it ethical for someone to go and steal the medicine to save the life? Maybe. <laughs> That, that question, there's so many, in Mahabharata also, we were just talking about that Baka this morning. In the family, they were saying, the father said, no, I'll die. And the mother said, I'll die. And then the son said, no, I'll die. And the daughter said, I'll die. And then Kunti said, don't bother. I have five sons, so I'll give one of them. <laughs> but it was, one person has to die. Who will be the one who will die? What well, Shastra can't give you the uh, answer. He can't give you the answer. You have to decide. And then the gurus are needed to guide. You should do this in this situation. But that you may not also be. They may not be present all the time. You may have to take some decision quickly. So again, 
between the doctors to take the decision in a from the from previous from previous yeah yeah of course it will be better Yeah, but even then, how far can you say? Because you know you're dealing with different patients and different relatives, and you have to see also what the different the wishes of the different relatives and their opinions, and it's it's you you to some extent you can give you can give guidelines, but you can't legislate what to do in each situation. All right. Hare Krishna.